Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. So I love year-end top 10 lists. And that's not a thing that we see so much anymore, but I remember in the 90s and the early 2000s, it seemed like around the last couple of weeks of December that there would be magazines that would come out, whether it was People Magazine had a special edition or even like sports magazines sometimes would come out and there would be um, these top 10 lists. And it was a, a great way to kind of have a, an issue of a weekly magazine that would fill that week between Christmas and New Year's and it would wrap up the year. And so it would be the top 10 TV shows and the top 10 movies and top 10 songs and athletes and top 10 movie stars of the year and just all of those things. And I think that one of the reasons that I saw so many of those over the years is because it kind of became a stocking stuffer for me for Christmas and then I had a little bit of time on my hands between Christmas and New Year's. And so I'd be flipping through and reading these uh, magazines. And so we know that magazines and newspapers are not all that common anymore. But I still love, my, I like, I still love a, a good year-end top 10 list. And so as I look back on this year and the last 52 podcasts, and that's over 24 hours of content... I decided to look back and pick what I think are the 10 best leadership nuggets from the podcast of the past year. And so that's what we're going to do today is the top 10 leadership nuggets of 2023. And before we get into that, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a free resource for you just as a gift to say thank you for listening to the podcast. And it's called The Top Six Ways to Protect Your School from a Lawsuit. And this is a 10-page PDF that will help you to keep your staff and students safe and help keep you and your school out of court. Litigation is expensive, time-consuming, and stressful. And this common-sense guide will help you to be more intentional and proactive when it comes to protecting your school. And you can grab the top six ways to protect your school from a lawsuit at the, uh, the privateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit. That's the privateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit for the top six ways to protect your school from a lawsuit. And then one other favor I'd ask for is wherever you listen to this podcast, if you'd please write a review and rate the podcast, that just helps the algorithm push this content out to more leaders. I'd love to get your feedback about the podcast and um, hear that in a, in a review. And, um, you know, just also you can shoot me an email at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com and let me know about the strategies that you've used. Let me know about a pain point that you're experiencing. And maybe that will be the subject of an upcoming podcast episode. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening all year long. And I just really appreciate you 
and all of your hard work as you serve your school. So let's get into this. Um, I, not only do I like top 10 lists, I also like to count them down from number 10 to number one. So let's start with our 10 top 10 leadership nuggets of the past year. Leadership nugget number 10 was from episode 20. And it is when meeting with parents, paint a climactic scene that can only be realized when their child graduates from your school. When meeting with parents, paint a climactic scene that can only be realized when their child graduates from your school. And that was from episode 20, which was how to use the power of storytelling to significantly increase your retention. So let me touch on that for a second. So that episode was about storytelling and the power of opening a story loop and you know you've got your hero and your guide and and your um you know your climactic scene and you know we love 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 stories whether they be novels or movies or um musicals or whatever the case might be but you know it's it's an open loop and our brain hates open loops and it wants to close those open loops. And so very specifically, what I do when I talk to parents, um, especially, let's say I'm talking to a fifth grade parent and our school goes up to eighth grade, I will talk to them about, I'd like for you to, you, I will literally say this to the parent, I want you to use your imagination. Um, I want you to imagine your child up there on the stage at eighth grade graduation, and in one hand they have a diploma, and in the other hand they have a little suitcase, and in that suitcase are the four skills that travel well to high school. And I talk about, you know, the skills that travel well, be an independent learner, be a critical thinking problem solver, be an organized time manager, and be a an upstander and a leader, okay? And, but my point is, is that I also talk about them, you know, when they're stepping off the plane after two weeks in Israel with their class, because that's the capstone experience at our school after graduation, the eighth graders go to Israel for two weeks. And so I paint these pictures and the only, so that opens a story loop for the parent. And the only way that they can close that story loop is for their child to stay and graduate from your school. And that just boosts the retention our brain hates open loops. And so there's power in storytelling. There's power in painting the picture of something that's coming. And there's power in painting that picture as a climactic scene for your parents when the only way it can be realized and the only way they can close that story loop is for their child to graduate from your school. Retention, retention, retention. It costs seven times more resources to get a new student than it does to keep an existing student. So leadership nugget number 10 is when meeting with parents paint a climactic scene that can only be realized when their child graduates from your school. All right, leadership nugget number nine is from episode 37, and it is to create a positive comments Google Doc create a positive comments Google Doc. And episode 37 was um, 
I believe it was called How to Become a Happier and Better Compensated Leader by Having an Annual Portfolio. And so if you want to get into all of that, like, so let me just pause here for a moment and say, you know, each of these 10 leadership nuggets, it's going to be from 10 different episodes from this past year. I'm going to link every episode in the show notes at the private school leader.com slash episode 63. And so, you know, if you have a little bit of extra time at this time of the year, if you're listening in real time, then um, maybe you can, you know, pick one of those nuggets and go and re-listen or re-listen to one of those episodes. But I'm not going to get into the whole portfolio uh, thing in episode 37, but one of the parts of the portfolio is to have a positive comments Google Doc. And if you are, you know, if you get anything that's positive as far as like an email, and I know that's rare, or you get a note, or you get a little card from a kid, or you get a text from a colleague, or even if it's verbal and you get a verbal pat on the back on the sideline at halftime of a basketball game when you're talking to a parent and they're like, you know, I really appreciate how you handled that, blah, blah. What I do is then I go back and I will type those things in if they're not already something I can copy and paste. And then I just keep adding to that Google Doc. Put the thing, put the name of the person who said it and put the date and just keep adding to it all year long. And... If you feel like an imposter, if you feel discouraged or overwhelmed, these are great thing. That's a great time to just open up that Google Doc and just read everything there, and it will change your day. So um, it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to feel like we don't know what we're doing. It's easy to get discouraged. One of the ways to make sure we capture things that we are going to forget moments later is to capture them in that Google Doc so that we can look at them when we need to. So leadership nugget number nine is to create a positive comments Google Doc. All right. Leadership nugget number eight actually has two nuggets from the same episode, and that is episode 16, and that is when your children attend the school that you lead. Um, One of the hardest things and most rewarding things that I ever did was to run the school where my daughters attended. And so two nuggets from that episode. The first one is to have a conversation with your child. And again, this depends on the age of your child, and all of that is gone into in very much detail in episode 16, but have a conversation. Um, I love you. We love you. Mom and dad love you. Um, This is really, really hard. Um, acknowledge the pressure, acknowledge the perceived favoritism, um, acknowledge the unwanted attention, you know, when school is going to be delayed or closed and they're blowing up their phone and your, your kid is like, I got nothing to do with that. I can't convince my mom or my dad to delay school or close school. Leave me alone. Um, the perceived influence over you as a parent, uh, as a leader, um, the increased scrutiny, you know, and so just have that conversation when you feel like they're old enough to have that conversation. So that's nugget number one about 
um, you know, when your children attend the school that you lead. And then nugget number two is to do the things that all the other parents do. So register your child on time. If you have a candy bar fundraiser, sell the candy bars. If you're supposed to get permission slips in for the field trip, get those in on time. Um, if you're supposed to pay uh, your athletic fee so that they can play on the uh, cross-country team, then pay your athletic fee. So do the things that all the other parents do and have a conversation when they're old enough. And those are two things that will help you be successful when you, when your children attend the school that you lead. And again, all of that is in episode 16. All right. And that brings us to leadership nugget number seven. Remember what we're doing is the top 10 leadership nuggets of the past year. And we're up to number seven, and that is more dopamine, less cortisol, more dopamine, less cortisol. And that's in episode 15. Um, and I believe that the title of that episode was how to feel less overwhelmed at school. Um, and so of course, dopamine is that feel good, um, that feel good hormone, um, chemical that is released in the brain. Um, and so, you know, make a list of what energizes you the most at school. You know, I really have fun at school when I blank. I really wish I had more time to blank. What really energizes me at school is blank. What makes me feel, uh, what's, you know, what makes me feel very fulfilled at school is when I blank. Okay. So you make a list and it could be interactive, usually interacting with the kids in some way, reading a story, going to the basketball game for half an hour, whatever it is. And I often say that during COVID that the one hour of recess and lunch outdoor recess and outdoor lunch got me through the next 23 hours because I went around and I goofed around with the kids and talked to the staff and checked in on them and just, we need more dopamine. And the way to get that is to pick something, pick one or two things, and then schedule it in your day intentionally or into your week, um, those energizers. And so more dopamine comes from being intentional about figuring out what energizes you the most and then putting it in your schedule. And sometimes it won't happen. You know, I have a standing thing on my schedule that is like intermediate school homeroom on Wednesday mornings uh, for whatever it is, 20 minutes, right? And there are some weeks it doesn't happen, but the weeks that it does happen, I'm down there and we're building jigsaw puzzles and we're just goofing around and talking about the the game from the night, the soccer game from the afternoon before and just that kind of stuff. And so it's not going to happen by accident. Those energizers are all around you in your school, but you have to have some intention behind it. So that's the more dopamine part. And then the less cortisol part is when you're feeling stressed out, you need to name it. And so you're sitting at your desk and you're just all stressed out and you can feel your blood pressure rising and your pulse rate is going up. You just need to name it. Why am I stressed right now? Is it because I'm worried about this board meeting, this board report? Is it because of the meeting that I just had with the parent? Is it because of, you know, name it. And the reason it's important to name it is because your body, when it floods the brain with cortisol, is in fight or flight. And your brain is looking for the bear 
your brain thinks you still need to be running, but you're sitting at your desk and it, and there's no danger in sight. And so the, the, it keeps flooding the brain with cortisol, but if you name it, then what in my experience, and there's research to support this is, is that then it stops producing the cortisol because you don't need to keep running. And so you name it, you identify quote unquote, the bear, um, and then maybe you do like a mindfulness practice um, and some box breathing. Um, I, I, in that episode um, 15, I, I talk about a mindfulness practice that I use that helps me out a lot. And so uh, leadership nugget number seven is more dopamine, less cortisol from episode 15. All right. That takes us to leadership nugget number six. And that is starting a gratitude practice can make you a happier and more effective leader. Starting a gratitude practice can make you a happier and more effective leader. And that's episode 13. Pretty sure that's the title of the episode as well. Um, And so I've talked about it before on the podcast, how um, I have a weekly gratitude practice Um, and what it is, is that when I'm driving to work, it takes me about 35 minutes to get to work. Um, on Monday mornings, I will just start listing. Usually I'm saying these words out loud as I'm driving by myself. And I just start listing all the things that I'm thankful for. You know, I'm thankful for my wife and for her health and, uh, for our marriage of 33 years. And, you know, and then I go to my oldest daughter and then my middle daughter and then my youngest daughter and, and I'm giving thanks for things about myself and my job and that I'm a homeowner and own a dependable car and how the financial needs have always been met and that most years we go on a week-long vacation and just like just list all the things, you know, my father-in-law and my dad, how long I got to spend with them before they passed away and just the laundry list of things that we are so blessed to have had or currently have in our lives. And it changes you. There is all kinds of research, and I go into it on episode 13, like 32 different major studies on the benefits of gratitude. And so, um, you know, starting a gratitude practice, maybe for you, it's, it's not once a week, but it's like at the end of the day, you're writing down three things that you were grateful for that happened that day. Um, whatever works for you. But having a weekly gratitude practice for me has been a huge game changer. And so um, that's leadership nugget number six. And I hope that you'll find that to be something that makes a difference for you as well. All right. And then that brings us to leadership nugget number five. And that is these three little words will change the way that you lead. From episode 29, these three little words will change the way that you lead from episode 29. And those three little words are first of all. And those are the words that you say after when you're having a conversation, after somebody has just shared a problem, um, shared some stuff that's, I don't know, kind of heavy, kind of tough, kind of hard. You can tell it was kind of tough for them to share it, or maybe it's a parent that's just really upset and they're just, boom, they're just venting and they're just letting you have it. And, you know, so you're doing the listening, the listening, the listening, and they pause or they stop, they run out of gas, and now it's your turn to talk. 
And the first words you say are, first of all. So, first of all, I just want to say that that sounds really hard. And I can understand why, um, you know, Jacob would feel really frustrated by not getting much playing time on the soccer team. Or, first of all, I can understand why that that sounds that sounds really scary. Um, and, or, first of all, I just want to say how much I really appreciate you um, doing that um, that task for me. You know, because sometimes it's also a thing that I say after someone has explained something that they did for me. I used to have a problem where my wife, I would ask her to make a PowerPoint for a presentation that I was doing. She would work on it and then she would show it to me. And then instead of saying thank you or, or I, I'd be like, well, would you, would you be able to make this font bigger on this slide and blah, 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 just go into like nitpicking it. Right. And so my point is, is that because I was listening to with the, with the intent to respond to people that were talking to me and because I wasn't, I was immediately looking at things that needed to be fixed or tweaked in things that people had done for me. I have found that if I start with, first of all, it forces me to speak empathically first or to speak words of gratitude first instead of just jumping right in and being defensive or solving the problem or just whatever it might be. And it makes a really, really big difference. And so leadership nugget number five is... These three little words will change the way that you lead, and those three little words are first of all. Okay, so that brings us to number four, and leadership nugget number four is to make sure that your teachers fill the narrative void before your parents do, and that's from episode 39. And a narr- if, a, if a narrative void exists, it will always be filled. It will always be filled. And so... Um, the example that I gave in episode 39, and I'll give it here again quickly, is, is that if in your, uh, if the football team, the NFL team in the city nearest your home has their star quarterback and that quarterback goes out in the second quarter and goes into the injury tent, okay? Comes out, has his helmet, doesn't appear to be physically injured, isn't limping around, you know, doesn't have ice on on his wrist, you know, okay. Finishes, doesn't enter, re-enter the game. And then after the game, during the post-game press conference, the coach is saying no comment, no comment. And the quarterback is saying no comment. All right. Well, now it's Tuesday and now it's Wednesday and now it's Thursday. The quarterback is not practicing and there's no statement from the team. There's no reason why there's no statement from the coach, just no comment. There's no comment from the quarterback. Well, there's a narrative void about what's going on with the quarterback, and trust me, it's going to be filled. There's going to be all kinds of rampant speculation in that city from Sports Talk Radio about, well, is he injured? Is he having mental health issues? Did he have a DUI? Um, Is he getting benched because of something that happened in the locker room? Like, just It'll be wild speculation. And so here's my point. Is, is that if there's a narrative void at your school about what's going on in the classroom because your teachers are not communicating what's going on in the classroom and it's just crickets, it's radio silence, then that narrative void will be filled through parent group 
texts, through the parent Facebook page, through conversations at the grocery store, through what they hear at the dinner table or from the back seat on the way home from pickup in carpool. And then they'll create their own narrative about that teacher. And which narrative would you rather have be the one that everyone believes? Would you rather have it be the one that's created by the parents or the one that's created by the teachers? And so that comes into like intentional communication and what that looks like. And so I get into that in episode 39 and some strategies there, but just suffice to say that a narrative void, when it exists, it will always be filled and make sure that your teachers fill the narrative void before your parents do. And that's leadership nugget number four. All right. We're getting to the top three now. So leadership nugget number three, speaking of parents, this one is a little triggering. 5% of your parents are trying to destroy your school and you have to handle them differently. And that's episode 26 when I talk about the five percenters. And that all comes from a book called Hopes and Fears, Working with Today's Independent School Parents by Rob Evans and Michael Thompson. That's a book published by NAIS. I will link that in the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 63. Two psychologists who consult with schools, each of them have worked with more than a thousand schools over three decades each. Very large sample size. And they write a chapter in their well, in their excellent book about how about 95% of your parents at your school are fine or great or workable. And then there are the five percenters and they have to be dealt with differently. And they categorize them as number one, the anxious and incompetent, number two, the unresponsive, and number three, the intimidators. And you can't deal with them the same way you deal with the other 95%. You can't reason with them. You can't use logic with them. You have to treat them the way that they are treating you. There has to be very clear boundaries, very short matter-of-fact emails, and very short and matter-of-fact meetings. Um, And that's usually not what we do. In our private schools, we usually do the opposite. And a lot of the people that I coach are all tied up in knots over those 5% because they have meeting after meeting, email after email. Um, I call them manifestos, the ones that are pages long with all kinds of capital letters and exclamation points. And there's a better way to deal with them. And so um, I get into that in episode 26. And honestly, I feel like the book Hopes and Fears should be in possession of every um, head of school in every private school in the world. Honestly, it's the best book about how to um, effectively work with independent school parents. So highly, highly, highly recommend that. And, um, you know, we don't want to dwell on that too much, five percenters, but it's real. It's a thing. Episode 26 um, it's there for you. And the link for the book will be in the show notes. Okay. That brings us to leadership nugget. Number two, your biggest piece of leadership kryptonite is letting your integrity slip. And where I'm going with this, of course, you know, that Superman was basically invincible, except for this green rock from his home planet of Krypton and somehow his enemies, Lex Luthor, um, um, the biggest among them, 
would find some way to get their hands on some kryptonite and then that would weaken, cripple, or, um, you know, almost kill Superman. And so we know that kryptonite now in our vernacular and our lexicon means, you know, sort of the updated version of Achilles heel. And so what is your leadership kryptonite? Well, I got into that in episode 58. But I think the biggest and most important one is when we let our integrity slip. And so whether it is being evasive in a meeting, whether it's telling one thing to a parent and a different thing to a teacher, whether it is not giving honest feedback, whether it is just leaving out information that, um, or lying, or maybe some creative accounting, let's call it that, um, you know, whatever it might be, our integrity has to be the thing that we prioritize and that we have the most intention behind because if our integrity slips, it is a very, very slippery slope from there to be an effective private school leader. And it's hard to come back from um, times when our lack of integrity is noticed or exposed. And so, um, like I said, I get into that more in episode 58 and you can check that out. But leadership nugget number two is your biggest piece of leadership kryptonite is letting your integrity slip. And that brings us to number one. Leadership nugget number one is a quote from James Clear, and he says, every action that you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. Every action that you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. And in episode 53, I did uh, the top leadership lessons from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And so this idea of a vote for the person that you wish to become the whole idea behind the book is just these small actions repeated over time and how we overestimate what we can get done in one day and underestimate what we can get done if we do a little bit but we do it every day um, it really underscores the idea that our daily choices and actions are not just isolated events but that in fact, cumulative decisions that shape our identity and our character over time. And that's where it comes in to identity and to voting for the person that you wish to become. So if you want to become um, a, uh, a runner, you know, uh, um, if you want to become an, um, and I'm talking about, you know, obviously you want to become a a, lead, a great leader of this school. You want your division head and you want to become a head of school. Um, you want to be a great father. You want to be a great mother. You want to be a great um, child to your elderly parents in their, um, in, in their end of life years. And whatever it is, every action we take is a vote for the person that we wish to become. And I like that when he talks about this metaphor of casting a vote, that it just emphasizes how each action we take contributes to like this larger narrative. And just as like a vote in an election influences the direction of the country or your state, 
it's a small thing in comparison to all the people that are voting, but it does make a difference. And so our daily actions influence the direction of our life and our personal development. And so it's about small actions over time. It's about the direction and the trajectory and the continuity of it and the consistency of it. But really, it's about identity. And I just love this quote so much. And that's why it's number one on the list. Every action that you take is a vote for the person that you wish to become. And that's episode 53. So what are the big takeaways from today's episode? Well, I'm going to just run through the top 10. And as I said before, all of these episodes are linked for you in the show notes. Number 10, when meeting with parents, paint a climactic scene that can only be realized when their child graduates from your school. Number nine, create a positive comments Google Doc. Number eight, have these are the number eight are two things from the episode about when your children attend the school that you lead. Number eight, have a conversation when they're old enough. And also the other number eight is do the things that other parents do at your school. Number seven is more dopamine, less cortisol. Number six, starting a gratitude practice can make you a happier and more effective leader. Number five, these three little words will change the way that you lead. And those words are first of all. Number four, make sure that your teachers fill the narrative void before your parents do. Number three, 5% of your parents are trying to destroy your school and you have to handle them differently. Leadership nugget number two, your biggest piece of leadership kryptonite is letting your integrity slip. And the top leadership nugget of the year is a quote from James Clear where he says, every action that you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. So I like to end every episode with a call to action. And your call to action is to pick one episode that's linked in the show notes. I told you these 10 nuggets of leadership um, wisdom, they are each from one of the episodes from this past year. And as we wrap up this year, this calendar year, um, your call to action is to pick one episode and listen to it or listen to it again and um, just apply what you learn. So let's wrap it up. I want to give you another gift for listening to the podcast just as a thank you. And this one is called Seven Steps to Having Successful Meetings with Upset Parents. It's an 11-page PDF that gives you a step-by-step plan to have better meetings with the parents at your school. And every good coach has a game plan. Every good teacher has a lesson plan. But too many private school leaders don't have a plan when they sit down to meet with an upset parent. Well, now you have a plan and you can grab this guide, this free, this plan, this free guide over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash meeting. And again, if you're getting value, I'd love to hear from you. Mark.o.minkus at gmail.com is my email address. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. The show notes are at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 63. And a new episode comes out every week on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please write a review and rate it so that the algorithm can push this out as suggested content to leaders all over the world. I'm on Instagram at the private school leader and Twitter at the PS leader. Would love to connect with you there. And I would just really appreciate it if you 
would share this podcast with another leader in your life and an aspiring leader at your school. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I just want to say that I appreciate you and your amazing work that you're doing at your school. I appreciate that all year long that you've taken time each week to be here and to listen to this podcast. Your time is precious and you don't have very much of it. So I very much appreciate and value you and look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.